It's MKFM. Delighted to be joined this afternoon by Eloise Wilson, solicitor and partner at Woodfinds Solicitors. Eloise, how are you? Very well, Michael. Thanks for having me on today. It's lovely to have you. Um, I I understand it's been a busy couple of weeks at Woodfinds. Oh, absolutely. January is a a huge increase in uh, inquiries in the family law department, particularly for couples that have... Uh, wanting to uh, contemplate going their separate ways. So, yes, and, 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 you know, they want a fresh start. So it certainly is something that our family department experiences every year. Interesting. You hear, we hear that quite a lot, don't we? Like the sort of the first Monday or the second Monday after Christmas, there's a sort of surge in people inquiring about starting the process of divorce. I imagine it's the pressure of family time over Christmas that is sometimes maybe the straw that breaks the camel's back. Absolutely, Michael. I mean, you know, January is widely acknowledged to be sort of depressing months of the year following the Christmas festivities. You know, we're faced with the back to work slump and cold, gloomy days and what feels like a long wait to spring. But uh, yes, January sadly does have and is dubbed divorce month. Yeah. Um, So, yes. So are are you able to put like a number on it? How much do you think it does rise relative to the rest of the year in January? It's difficult to say because obviously it's whether people are making initial inquiries to, you know, get some information. It's not always that the, you know, the inquiry leads to a a divorce. So it's people are sort of arming themselves with information to be able to make some decisions. So I can't necessarily say statistics, but it it does definitely increase. And they do tend to say sort of 16% perhaps more divorce applications between January and March than sort of April to June. Sure. So for anyone who is reaching out, talk us through the process then of how someone might get started if they are thinking about applying for a divorce. Well, I think first and foremost, I'm very much, you should get some information, arm yourself with some information, make some inquiries because, you know, what you hear down the pub or speaking to friends is not necessarily the way that things work. And I always think that people should you know, make some, get some information, collate it and then digest it. And obviously, if they're able to speak to their other half, because communication is key. Try and keep things as amicable as possible for the benefit of everybody and obviously any children. um, Do you find some people reach out to you guys for information before suggesting this to their partner in some cases? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think they want to find out what they may be entitled to, what's what's the rules, the regulations, how long things are going to take. Obviously, one of the big questions is how much is it going to cost them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we don't we don't um, judge anybody. Everybody comes in and, and asks any questions. We're, we're we're here to provide a support network for them. It's not just about being a legal advisor at would find, you know, we're sympathetic. I would say we're very friendly and obviously you will be supported throughout that process. So if they, if a couple decide that the only route is to file for a divorce, talk us through the stages that might be involved in that. Well, we always suggest that the couple, if they're able to do so, sit down, whether that be via a mediator or whether that be with themselves or family members to to work out where they're going and what they want to achieve and, and, and how things are going to work practically because it's also practical decisions that have got to be made um, if they are going to sell the property, where yeah. they're going to live, what can they afford, do they need to be close to the schools and so on and so forth. So there's lots of practical decisions. With regards to the actual process of the divorce itself, 
obviously since covid everything now is uh, on computers and via the mm-hmm. a, a portal on the on the uh, court portal website so it would be done on that the average time now is around six months minimum from start to finish of the process um, because there's a reflection period in there now which came into force in 2022 of 20 weeks to allow the parties to make sure that this is what they want to do so that's like an enforced pause is it in the process it is yes i mean the idea is during that period of time the parties can sit down together or mediate or with a with ourselves to try and sort out arrangements for the children and a financial settlement so that when we get to the end of the the six months, they've got a clear indication of where they're going. Obviously, things take longer, depends sure. on, on the parties themselves. But the idea is that that reflection period is to give the parties time to make sure and, and to make some decisions. Am I right in saying it used to be the case that you needed a, a, a good reason to get divorced? That's right, you did. And the law changed in 2022 to, to make life much more simpler for everybody. There is now it's a no-fault divorce, so no decision is needed. It just proceeds on the basis of no fault. And the idea that this was brought in was to decrease any animosity between the parties and to obviously ensure that they continue to parent in the best ways for their children going forward. Sure. It certainly sounds a lot more amicable that, that way. Absolutely. And, I, you know, it, it's been, as I said, mooted for many years and uh, we finally got there in the end. But uh, yeah. it, it does take away people the the blame culture if you could say that but that you know each the, the reason that the parties are getting a, a divorce in the first place potentially is that one of them may feel that they have been wronged by the mm. other but the idea is that the process tries to take away that sure uh, and in terms of moving forwards then i assume the best scenario is if if the parties can agree amongst themselves how they want to you know look after the kids and how they want to split the money and all of that sort of stuff what happens if it's harder to agree well, as I said, they can go to mediation. I mean, the idea is that they can reach some decisions between themselves, some informed decisions. It's in everyone's best interest because sure. everyone will feel happy about the decisions. They don't want to feel that they're being made to make a decision and the court enforce a decision on them if that's the route that it has to take. I think people like to have a little bit more say and if they can reach those decisions, it's, it, it's beneficial for everybody. But as I say, that doesn't always happen. And matters do end up at court for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, but then the courts are involved to help. Yeah. The court are there also to help. It's not that because it's gone to court, it should be seen as a bad thing. Sometimes matters have to go to sure. court because, you know, those decisions cannot be made by the parties. And so the court will make the best decision that they feel for, for the for the parties and for the children. Yeah. And where people can agree and it's reasonably amicable, would you would you still advise people to get something written down legally? Is there a danger people might change their mind years down the line? Absolutely. I mean, I always say to the parties to enter into a formal agreement, which can be um, sealed by the court. So a financial settlement can be um, sealed by the court for them going forward and is a safeguard. So mm. should any difficulties arise in the future, they've both got that piece of paper that they can they can look at and refer to. So yes, it's always better to formalise the agreement reached so that there's no confusion in the future.
Good advice. Well, it's a process that we kind of hope nobody has to go through. But if anyone is starting on that journey, they can reach out to uh, Woodfinds for support with this. Absolutely. As I said, we've got a very sympathetic, friendly team. And, you know, please give us a ring. Even, you know, any small query that you may have, we're here to help you, help you through the process, to help you in any information that you need. Um, but please do give us a ring. Don't sit there and, and stress about it or worry about it at home or or take the information from someone down the pub because it's not necessarily always correct. Yes, absolutely right. Well, do reach out to Woodfinds and you can find out more about their family law team on their website as well, which is woodfinds.co.uk. And Eloise Wilson is solicitor and partner at Woodfinds. Eloise, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for your time and advice this morning. You're very welcome, Michael. Thanks very much. Take care, everybody.